What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Thrive Mind Nutrition Podcast. So excited to have you guys here for another episode of the podcast. Um, honestly, man, things things are very, very, very crazy in the world right now. Um, with the coronavirus just completely blowing up um, in the United States, around the world, over these past, honestly, just like two weeks. Like, it, it was pretty bad before, you know, the past couple of months, but um, it seems like it's just grown exponentially over the past uh, two weeks with schools closing down, uh, restaurants closing down, bars closing down, um, basically everything closing down other than grocery stores and uh, uh, hospitals. I mean, you go you try to go anywhere and um, it's likely closed or very, very reduced hours. Uh, people aren't able to go to work. Um, it's, it's honestly absolutely insane. Um, I know when this thing was um, coming up and getting more, um, I guess, spreading more. Um, you know, there are people who were really concerned about it. And then there's other people on the other end who thought that it was just like the flu and it wasn't a big deal and they were overreacting. Um, and now, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I'm not an infectious disease expert. Like, I don't know a whole lot about this. Um, but uh, what I do know is it's just, crazy the amount of impact it's had already on our lives and all aspects of our lives uh not even with our health but with our uh, relationships our jobs our careers uh, our schooling it, it's just in incredible and it's uh crazy how something um you know so i guess small something we can't even see uh has impacted us so greatly um so um, my, my thoughts on the whole situation is it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just mind blowing and it, it all, it's feels very surreal, which I'm sure a lot of you guys can probably relate to. Uh, this whole situation just doesn't honestly seem that real. <laughs> it seems like it's kind of like a dream. Like it, it, it's, it's crazy, but, um, yeah. So for me personally, uh, I, I've actually haven't gone into my internship the past couple of days uh, because they actually have a very, very low amount of patients in there right now uh, because they basically canceled all of their elective surgeries. Um, so non-necessary um, surgeries are canceled. So they have a lot less patients coming in. And I'm sure there's a lot less patients coming in for things that um, aren't really that serious just because they don't want to be in the hospital environment and go out and possibly get this virus. Um, and it doesn't seem like the hospital that I was at uh, has gotten, um, you know, a big stream of people coming in with this virus. So um, it hasn't really hit them yet. If it will eventually hit them, uh, I'm not really sure. But uh, they basically just gave me stuff to work on at home for the past couple of days just because they didn't, they thought it was pointless for me to drive so far to go there when there were only, you know, a couple patients I would maybe see during the day. So uh, that's where we're at right now. Uh, but I know a lot of other internships, uh, the students aren't allowed to go in there. The hospitals have said that students um, have to stay home. They haven't said that for where I'm at right now. Hopefully they don't. Uh, but who knows what's going to happen um, when things, you know, pick up there if they do. So uh, yeah, just hoping for the best, definitely. Uh, but I wanted to make this podcast and give you guys some ideas on how to approach your training um, and nutrition and your mindset while you're at home during this whole situation. Um, hopefully the situation isn't going to last uh, much longer, despite what um, 
I feel like I'm seeing from, you know, uh, doctors and things online. It's, it seems like it's going to go on for a while, but hopefully we can tame it down a little bit to where we can at least get back to a pretty semi-normal life um, and handle it that way. So first things first, we're going to start off with training. So um, I know a lot of gyms are closed, unfortunately, and people aren't able to do the same workouts that they were doing before, uh, which really sucks, especially for myself, because I love training in a powerlifting style. I love training um, heavy compound movements, uh, squat, bench, deadlift, Romanian deadlift. Um, but I'm not able to do those anymore because obviously the gym's closed. Uh, so it's very frustrating um, because being, you know, I would consider myself uh, more of a powerlifter. Uh, you know, you can't really progress in powerlifting movements without actually doing the powerlifting movements, uh, especially if you're going to be um, away from them for a very long time. But what we can do is we can still maintain our overall health, maintain our overall fitness level, um, even while we are working out at home. It doesn't mean we have to lay on the couch and um, think that we are going to lose all the progress that we just made. Uh, you definitely have options and, um, you know, you just have to take advantage of the situation and uh, try to find every little bit that you can to um, make the most out of it. So um, I'm going to give you some training tips to make your at-home workouts a little more effective. Um, you know, I'm sure you've probably seen thousands of these posts online by uh, personal trainers, other fitness coaches, um, all over the place. Um, and I know a lot of people are doing like live workouts in Facebook. Facebook groups um, for people who normally work out at their gym, which is absolutely phenomenal. It's awesome uh, that people are doing that, um, allowing people to be more active, especially when you're stuck at home and you aren't able to go to work. So you're just sitting there doing nothing anyway. Um, but hopefully these tips kind of help and maybe some of them are kind of new to you um, or maybe you haven't seen those posts in my podcast. It's the first uh, uh, source that you're hearing these from. So uh, first things first, um, we're going to start out with the first tip, which is um, find any kind of resistance that you can. This is extremely important if you're somebody who, who you know, re regularly resistance trains or lifts in the gym. You want to build muscle. You want to maintain muscle. Uh, you want to build your physique. You want to try to find any kind of resistance that you can. This could, I mean, this could even be just like a book bag you put on your back. This could be um, a book bag maybe you wear in the front and you do like front squats with it. Maybe it's just a bag. Um, if you really want to, you can use like a milk jug or something, do curls with. Um, hopefully, you know, you have even some kind of set of dumbbells or resistance bands and you could, um, you know, jimmy rig it some way to add more resistance and do more exercises because um, having that resistance is so important, especially if you're past the beginner stage and you're more in the intermediate or advanced stage uh, because you, you're just going to need more um, stimulus in order to stimulate the muscle properly uh you're like if, if you can do um 50 push-ups like you can do 50 push-ups every single set but it's going to be a lot easier if you can add some weight to it and hit you know maybe the 10 to 15 20 ish rep range with those push-ups um same thing for bodyweight squats like if you can do 200 bodyweight squats um i mean that's that's not going to be very um great for hypertrophy or building muscle um, so if you can find any kind of resistance to make those harder to where maybe even if you get in like the 30 rep range, that's still better for 
building muscle than it is if you're doing 100 or 200 bodyweight squats. Um, now you can do 100 and 200 bodyweight squats and get a great workout, um, you know, <clears throat> improve your cardiovascular fitness. Um, you can, you know, be healthy. Absolutely. You can definitely initiate fat loss that way too. But if your main goal is building muscle or building strength, you want to be able to add some kind of resistance for sure. Uh, the next tip is to uh, reduce rest periods for your sets. Um, so normally in the gym, we're probably resting two to three, maybe four minutes if we're doing like a heavy powerlifting movement. If we're doing a normal lifting movement, hopefully we're resting around two minutes, uh, maybe a minute and a half uh, at the, um, the quickest. But when you're at home, you're using less overall load. Uh, so your whole body uh, systemically isn't going to um, be as fatigued after each set. So um, one, you know, you're able to just rest less and still perform good on your next set because you're not using as much weight. You're not fatiguing yourself as much. Um, and number two, it's going to be a little better because um, then you'll be able to have more hard reps or more reps that are closer to failure, which is going to be the next tip. Um, you want to be able to go as close to failure as you can, if not hit failure, basically on every single set. Uh, now in the gym, especially if you're a powerlifter, um, you definitely don't want to be doing this every single set because you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to um, increase your risk of injury. You're going to um, fatigue yourself way too fast. And, and if you go to set, go to failure in every single set um, in the gym with heavy compound movements, you're going to be able to do less work total um, for your workout. But at home, you're using um, very little weight. So the risk of injury is a lot lower. Um, and like I said, you're using just overall less loads. So you're able to recover better. So your next set doesn't take as big of a hit, even if you do go to failure on the first one. Um, and you want to um, make sure you're getting as many um, close to failure or effective reps as possible. Uh, one thing you can implement is what's called mile reps, uh, which is basically where you do a set um, to close to failure or pretty much to failure. Um, Ideally in the gym, you're doing this maybe in the 15 to 20 rep range, but if you are at home and if you go higher than that rep range, that's completely fine. But you want to go to failure on your first set and then only rest maybe five to 10 seconds and then go back into it um, and then go to failure. And you'll like, let's say if you're able to get 20 reps on the first set, um, you rest five to 10 seconds, you go into the next set um, and you're probably only, go only going to be able to do maybe five to 10 reps somewhere in there on the second set. Then you rest another five to 10 seconds. You do it again. Maybe you get maybe six reps, rest five to 10 seconds, do it again. And you do that. And maybe you do like one main set. Um, and then you do uh, maybe five to six sets after that with um, very, very, very short rest periods. Um, and what's beneficial about that is that you get closer to failure faster because if you're doing 25 reps and that's what it takes to get to failure, um, those reps, from maybe one to 15, yeah, they are effective. Um, they do provide a stimulus, um, but those closer reps to failure from the 15 to 25 rep range where you're really pushing it, those are gonna be the most effective. And if we can do every set kind of with the most effective reps only, um, then our workout and our reps are just going to be more efficient. So um, that's a good strategy when you're working out at home. Um, in order to one, save time and to uh, just do more reps um, that are closer to failure and not wasting so much time or energy doing a bunch of reps that aren't close to failure. Um, uh, 
the next tip is to slow down your tempo. So instead of doing like one second down, one second up for like a bicep curl, for example, uh, maybe you do like three to four seconds down. You really try to fight gravity when you're lowering it down, lowering it down very slowly in a very, very controlled manner. This is just going to make each rep a little harder. So you'll be able to use less weight if you don't have, you know, heavy enough weight available to you. Um, so it's a great strategy for that. Uh, another tip would be to superset antagonist muscle groups. So these are muscle groups that basically work in opposite fashion. So, um, for example, the chest and the lats or the chest and the back. So, uh, you can do push-ups and superset that with, um, bent over dumbbell row. So there isn't, and there isn't anything super magical about this other than, um, because you are using lighter weights, uh, it's easier to just not, um, be able to keep you know your heart rate up your body temperature up um so by doing this it just helps to keep the workout overall a little more intense and you can save a little bit of time um and because you aren't using super heavy loads um like if you're doing push-ups going straight from push-ups into dumbbell row it's your push-ups aren't going to affect your dumbbell row that much and your dumbbell row depending on how heavy dumbbells you have probably isn't going to affect your push-ups very much either um, but if we're in the gym and we're doing um, like super heavy dumbbell rows, like maybe you're doing 80 pound dumbbell rows or something. If you're supersetting that with a 200 pound bench press, you're going to be super fatigued and you're ha handling very heavy weight that you're going to increase your risk of injury if you're supersetting those. But at home, if you're using less weight, um, it's not that much of an issue. Um, and it could be beneficial for, like I said, keeping the intensity up of your workout. Uh, the next tip is to uh, keep track of your reps and your weight and make sure you're progressively overloading. So hopefully this situation is only going to last um, maybe a couple of weeks before at least the gyms get opened up again. Um, but if it takes longer, like a month, two months, um, you don't want to just be going in and doing random workouts. You want to have some way to progress week to week, uh, whether that is maybe you just add a set in each week, or maybe you are really pushing to add in reps each week. So let's say if you're doing push-ups. Um, and week one on a workout, maybe you do 100 total push-ups. Uh, so the next week, um, maybe you, you're going to aim for 110 push-ups and try to add in 10 push-ups. Or maybe you only add in five extra push-ups every single week. But you want to keep track of your reps, keep track of your weight, somehow do a little more each week uh, because we don't know how long this is going to last. If this only lasts um, one or two weeks, we could just go in and do kind of random workouts, and um, it would be pretty beneficial and pretty good and effective with um, maintaining your um, progress. But if it's going to last longer, you need to have that kind of progressive overload in there. Uh, and then the last one is to train muscle groups more frequently. So um, because we're using less weight, um, we're able to recover a lot faster. Um, so like it, it, you can do 100, 100 reps of push-ups, um, and that is going to affect your recovery a lot less than if you were to do 100 reps of like a 200 pound bench press. Um, you're gonna be way more fatigued and you're not gonna be able to hit chest the day or even maybe a couple days after doing 100 reps of a 200 pound bench press. But if you're doing 100 pushups, you could probably feel good to feel, or you could probably feel good to go ahead and do pushups on the next day. Um, so I would recommend um, maybe, you know, doing three to four full body workouts per week while you are at home. Um, because you're able to recover a lot faster and then you're going to be able to get in probably more volume um, because you are doing the lifts more frequently. Um, 
and it's going to be a lot more beneficial than trying to cram in like all of your back volume in one at home workout. So uh, that's my last tip. So those are kind of the main training tips. Um, hopefully I didn't go through those too fast and you were able to write those down or something. Um, but now I'm going to touch on training or Jeez, tra I cannot talk right now. I need to slow down. Now I'm going to touch on nutrition a little bit. So as far as maintaining your muscle mass, the very best thing that you can do to maintain your muscle mass is to try to maintain your body weight period. Um, so try, so not being so focused on trying to cut, like I know it's getting close, you know, it's springtime. People are going to um, be wanting to lose body fat and they want to get shredded for the summer. Um, but the best scenario that you can put yourself in to maintain your muscle mass is to just try to maintain your weight, eat enough protein. Um, because by reducing your overall intensity of your workouts, which you'll basically just do by default by going from an at the gym workout with heavy weights to at home with um, probably lighter weights. Um, you're just not going to be stimulating your muscles as much. So it's going to be harder to maintain your muscle. Um, and then if you throw in a calorie deficit in there, it's going to make it um, a lot harder too. So um, if you are, you know, extremely, extremely worried about maintaining your muscle mass, just maintain your body weight. Stop trying to cut, put your fat loss um, on hold, maybe see if this passes, you know, in a couple of weeks, and then you can get back in the gym and then start the fat loss phase again. Um, but if you really, really, really want to cut, then just really make sure you're getting enough protein in um, and you're following all those training tips that I just talked about before. Um, but as far as protein, I would aim for, for sure, one gram per pound. You know, if you're relatively lean, you don't have to be super lean or cut, but um, one gram per pound, you know, if you are probably somewhere in the 10 to 20% body fat range for guys and then if for women, probably in the 20 to 30% body fat range, aim for about one gram per pound of protein um, for sure. And um, yeah, just make sure the deficit is very small. Like I always recommend a range of, if you're watching your body weight each week, on average to lose 0.5 to 1% of your body weight per week. So if you're 200 pounds, that's about one to two pounds per week. Um, but in this scenario, I definitely would recommend the lower end the lower end of that range, so about 0.5%, so about one pound on average per week if you are 200 pounds. Because um, if you get much higher than that, then um, that along with not being able to stimulate the muscle as much with heavier loads, um, you're at a higher chance of losing muscle mass, basically. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, as far as boosting your immunity, um, through nutrition, which, oh my gosh, I can't even explain how many posts I've seen over the past uh, few days or the past week about um, foods to boost your immunity. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Like, um, if somebody is trying to sell you specific supplements, um, telling you that it'll boost your immunity and help you um, fight off the coronavirus better, uh, you just better block that person and never talk to them again and run away from them because um, it's come complete BS. So obviously there are nutrients that help with immunity, um, but, but we don't get some extreme boost by uh, taking in a bunch of these at once. It's like vitamin C, for example. Um, a lot of people preach to really supplement with vitamin C, but 
Um, vitamin C, if we have too much of it at once, we just end up excreting a lot of it in our urine anyway. Um, the best way to build up your immunity is just through eating, you know, the regular recommendations that we give you. Eating, um, you know, whole grains, eat a variety of fruits and vegetables, four to five servings per day at least. Um, get adequate protein. Protein plays um, a role in immunity too. Um, but these things aren't going to magically boost your metabolism. Like you don't get a huge boost if you do all of these things in one day. These things um, can help sub um, support a healthy immune system if you're doing them day to day over a period of time along with um, getting adequate sleep that's huge too along with um, just keeping your mood up which I'm going to talk a little bit later on that too um, you know uh, depression things like that those can actually suppress your immune system to a point um, exercise regular exercise helps to um, in the short term right after an exercise you actually have a um, uh, suppressed immune system, but it, when you're exercising over the long term, um, it helps to build a healthy immune system. Um, so doing that, but these are things that you, if you really wanted to boost your immune system or keep it high, uh, you wanted to have been doing them before, not just randomly add them in right now. Like, um, yeah, it's probably not going to hurt, but it's not going to magically boost it either. So, um, see a lot of people talking about this online and I know it's kind of like a big marketing thing now. Everyone wants to come out with their immune boosting foods list. Um, cause it's going to get a lot of likes. It's going to get a lot of shares because people want to hear that. But, um, the truth is in order to, you know, build a healthy immune system, it's just the boring things. Eat, you know, four to five servings of fruits and vegetables each day, eat a variety of whole grains, eat lean meats, maintain a healthy body weight, maintain, um, a healthy lifestyle, you know, don't, don't smoke, don't drink too much, don't, um, or get enough sleep, things like that. Those are what's really going to, um, make sure your immune system is, um, uh, up to par, I guess. So, um, that's my little rant on that. Uh, now the next thing I want to talk about is just your mindset, um, during this time period. Um, so I know it's really, really easy to get into a negative mindset, get into, um, thinking like, wow, like, the world is basically um, all going downhill because all of these things are closed. You can't go out and do this. You can't go out and do that. Can't even go and have a party with all this free time. But, um, you know, we, we need to shift our mindsets to think of the positives around the situation um, because there are a few, um, even though there might seem like there are a lot of negatives. So um, one thing is just think about all this time that you have, like people who aren't able to go to work, people aren't able to go to school. Um, I know a lot of you guys are doing online assignments and things like that. So um, you have time to do those. But um, if you really don't have any time to do anything, uh, just take that as like a blessing and um, think about, you know, all of the things that you can do now. Maybe you want to pick up a good book that um, you've been looking at lately um, and work on self-development, self-growth, um, your mindset. Maybe you just have more time to kind of spend with your family and talk to them. You're used to, you know, being busy at work, coming home, doing things, um, and not really sitting down and having a meal with your family and talking to them. Um, you have more time to do that. You have time to get better at some things that you aren't really that great at or things that you wanted to try, some new things. Um, so just really flipping that script and not focusing so much on the negative, um, especially negative things that are kind of out of our control right now, and focus on all of the positive things that you can control. Um, 
and then you know the big thing is just think about how um, much you're not going to take this for granted um, or everyday life for granted when things go back to normal because uh, I have the hope <laughs> that things will eventually get back to normal and um, just think about you know you're gonna go to a party and you're gonna really really appreciate that a lot more a lot more than what you possibly did before um, you're gonna sit down at a restaurant and you're gonna uh, be with your family there and you're going to really appreciate uh, being able to just go do that without um, all this coronavirus thing um, going on and not being able to do that. Um, so I guess just, you know, think about all the things that you took for granted um, and don't make yourself self upset by not being able to do those, but just think when things get back to normal, I'm going to um, really, you know, take, uh, you know, take a step back when I'm in those situations and think about, um, you know, how much I miss those uh, during this time and just really appreciate that now. So um, that's my little rant on that. So I hope these tips kind of helped you guys. Um, we're all kind of in this together. Um, I know I'm struggling as far as the whole not being able to work out thing. So I know a lot of um, you guys are, some of my clients might be, um, but you're not alone. We're all kind of going through this together. Um, I guess one positive too is that you're, you have more time to spend on meal prepping and prepping healthier meals. Maybe you get a little better in the kitchen. Um, and cause I know time is a big issue when it comes to meal prepping and cooking healthy meals, um, and every, you know, normal, regular life. So, um, focus on the positives. I uh, hope these tips helped you guys. Um, if you liked this episode, episode, please share it, please subscribe, please like, um, whatever. Um, let someone else know about it take a screenshot of it. I just want to get this message out there to you guys. Um, and yeah, and the, if there's anybody that you guys would love to have, or you would love for me to have on the pod, podcast and interview, let me know. Cause I'd love to get more uh, people on here and um, talk to them. Uh, so yeah, I hope you guys like this video and I'll see you guys in the next episode.